1: Broadcasting System presents The Mysterious Traveler, written, produced, and directed by Robert A. Arthur and David Cogan, and starring Lawson Zerbe in The Most Famous Man in the World. This is The Mysterious Traveler, inviting you to join me on another journey into the realm of the strange and the terrifying... I hope you will enjoy the trip. So settle back, get a good grip on your nerves, and be comfortable, if you can, as we meet two people who haven't even been born yet. It's a story I call The Most Famous Man in the World. Who is the most famous man in the world? You don't know him yet, but you will, if things happen as predicted. His name is Frank Richards, and he has a very odd story. You may find it a little hard to believe at first, but so many things are hard to believe these days, aren't they? So please, keep an open mind while Frank gives you all the facts. And here he is.
2: I wouldn't be telling you this if Mabel hadn't asked me to. Just before she went to the hospital, she said, Frank, you tell people exactly what's happened. Even if they don't believe you, you'll have done your duty. And I said, all right, I would. So I'm going to tell you about the deans. They rented our front room, John and Susie deans. They spelled their names funny. John, J-O-N, and Susie, S-U-S-I. You see, we had an extra room in our apartment, and when we learned there was going to be an addition to the family, we decided we needed some extra money. So I went down to the paper and put in an advertisement, offering our front room for rent. Then I went to work. Well, I got home about six, and I'd hardly settled down with my paper when the door buzzer rang.
3: Frank, see who that is, will you, dear? I'm busy with supper.
2: All right, sweetheart. Yes? Mr. Frank Richards? Yes, that's my name. I'm John Dean, and this is my wife, Susie. Oh, pleased to meet you,
3: How do you do, Mr.
2: Richards? We have come desirous of renting the room which you posted in today's newsprint. You mean the room I advertised in the paper? Of course, the room you advertised in the paper.
3: It has not been allotted yet, has it?
2: Well, you mean rented? Yes. Well, no. As a matter of fact, the uh, paper the ad is in isn't even out yet. You mean not printed yet? That's right. It's the morning paper doesn't come out until about uh, 9 p.m. And it's only 6.15 now. Oh, but you are wrong.
3: It is out. We have a copy of it.
2: Here, Mr. Richard, you see? The City Gazette for Wednesday, June sixth, nineteen 1951, Old Style. 1951, Old Style? I mean, Arno Domini. And here is your posting. I mean, your advertisement. Charming front room for rent, newly furnished, kitchen privileges. May
4: I look at that paper?
2: Of course. Well, it's my ad, that's right. But this is the final edition of the paper. It shouldn't be out now. It's not supposed to be printed until about four o'clock tomorrow morning. John, we have made
3: a mistake. Well, what is it, Does Frank? Someone
2: come to see our front room, sweetheart. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Dean, uh, my wife. Oh, how, well, do, how do you do? do? How do you do? Oh,
3: Frank, you mustn't keep them standing in that dark hallway. Won't you come in and see the room? Thank you. We will.
2: It is very kind of you
3: room is right this way. Oh. Yes? Oh, nothing. If you'll come this way? Of course. Come on, John dear. Well, I
2: knew what it was that had startled Mabel. The way the Deans were dressed. I hadn't been able to see clearly in the dark hall, but once they were inside, I saw that Mrs. Dean was wearing a tight little hat and a fur neck piece and a short skirted dress village of 1929, while Mr. Dean had on an old-fashioned frock coat, a boiled shirt, a stand-up collar, high-button shoes, striped formal trousers, and was carrying a a silk-top hat. My wife and I have been talking about the room.
3: And we we want to take it.
2: Why, that's fine.
3: It is a lovely room, has such a nice, clear view of the street. And we would like to stay here because we have read so much about you both. We feel that we know you. Read so much about us? Why, yes, you are famous. Goodness, I cannot imagine how many words... Yes. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we have heard so much about you from people who know you. Well, anyway, we do like the room and want to rent it.
2: Well, I don't know. We uh, We were thinking of just... One person? We will not be any trouble at all. In your posting, I mean your advertisement, you mention $10 a week. We will pay 12 and in advance. Here you are. One month's rent in advance.
3: Well, I, I still think... Oh, I'm sure the deans are perfectly all right, Frank. Go ahead, take the money.
2: Well, if the wife says okay, Mr. Dean. <laughs> then, uh, here you are. Thanks.
3: And about how long do you think you'll be staying, Mrs. Dean? We can tell you exactly, Mrs. Richards. Until five minutes past three in the afternoon, October 30th.
2: You see what I mean about the Deans being odd? Well, I've explained to you in all this detail so you'll know just how the whole thing started. Well, the next day, the Deans went shopping and came back with a brand new up-to-date wardrobe. And a couple of days later, two small trunks of some funny new plastic arrived, but I never saw them open the trunk. They read a lot, mostly newspapers and history books, and stayed in their room a good deal. But they were awfully nice people, very bright and gay. We took to playing bridge evenings and and talking.
3: Well, that's game and rubber. Do you want to play any more, Susie? No, thank you, Mabel. Let us just sit and listen to the radio. And talk. It is so nice to be able to talk without worrying about a monitor listening in.
2: A monitor? Uh, Susie means uh, a spy. You see, abroad. Well, you have to watch everything you say these days. Oh, that must
3: be terrible. It is, Mabel. That is why it is so nice to talk and not worry about saying the wrong things.
2: But uh, surely in your own home you can talk. No monitors can overhear you
3: then. Oh, but they can. There is two-way television in every home. They can see you and hear you. Everything you say and everything you do. Why, how awful.
2: But where is this? I haven't heard of any place where such a thing has been developed. You two talk just like you'd stepped out of one of these imaginative books about the future.
3: What? What did you say? Uh, should you talk like a couple of people out of a book about
2: the future? Yes, Frank. I suppose we do. But, John... We might as well let Frank and Mabel in on our little secret, darling. They are just about to guess it anyway. You see, folks, we are from the future.
3: You're what? We come from the future, Mabel. I was born in the year 2205? John was born in 2198. Oh, no. Hey, wait a minute. A gag's
2: a gag, but you're kidding. No, Frank. You are kidding, aren't you? You know we are not kidding. Back home now, the year is (laughs) 2,228. Well, Frank, Mabel, I see you are convinced now. Oh, yes, I I guess we are. It's the only answer that uh, explains everything. Especially that newspaper you had when you first came here, printed ten hours ahead of time.
3: It came from the files of a historical museum, Frank.
2: So did our clothes and our money. We tried to get the right clothes and money for this year, but we did not have much data to go on. Our researchers were few years out of date.
3: You see, we do not know too much about the everyday details of the past. Back in 2228. But, goodness, I should think you could find out every detail about it in your libraries. Surely the old books and newspapers... Unfortunately,
2: we don't have many old books and newspapers. Why the devil not?
3: For one thing, the war. The, The war? Oh,
2: you need not look scared. It will not happen in your lifetime. Not the one I am speaking about. But... When it does come, well, there will not be many books or newspapers left. That sounds as if there won't be many people left either.
3: Now we must not talk about the war. In fact, it may never happen if we are successful.
2: If you're successful? Oh, look, you've told us this much. Now I think you've got to tell us a little more. How did you get here from 2228? We came through a time gap. A distortion in the time field. I cannot explain it. It was developed at the Science Institute, and except for a few trial trips, we are the first people ever to use it. Oh, all right. Well, that brings up my other question. Why? Well, why did you come, and especially here? Why were you so anxious to rent our front room that you showed up even before my advertisement was printed? Thanks.
3: we are photographers. And we have come here into the past to make a newsreel of a political parade. A parade? Yes, it will take place on October 30th. It will be in honor of a candidate for the Senate. A certain Farrington Farnsworth. Farnsworth? Oh, yes, we've heard some of the speeches on the radio, Frank. Oh,
2: sure, I remember. He's a real red-hot-down-with-everybody-but-us kind of politician. In 1964, he was elected president. I mean... He will be elected
4: president.
3: Him? President? Yes, Frank. And in 1972, this country became... I mean, will become a dictatorship. Goodness, it is hard to remember the difference between past and future when you are traveling in time. A dictatorship? This country? Oh, you're
2: joking. No. We are very much in earnest, Mabel. Barrington Farnsworth will become our first dictator his son will become Farrington Farnsworth the second dictator of the western hemisphere at this moment back in 2228 Farrington Farnsworth the eighth is dictator of the world I guess we sat up most of that night talking and what John and Susie told us kind of made our hair stand on end about the dictatorship of America and the wars that followed ending up with the big slam-bang all-out war of 2012 with only 400 million people left alive and how the dictatorship spread over the world so that by 2228 the world was ruled by a small group living in luxury. Most of them distant descendants of dictator Farnsworth, the first.
3: Oh, this is so much fun. So much fun. I wish it did not have to come to an end.
2: Yes, we have stayed about as long as we can. Tomorrow is the big parade, you know.
3: Oh, yes, the parade for Farrington Farnsworth. We will do our job, and then we will go back into our time.
2: And uh, we'll just go on with the old routine, I suppose, as if we'd never seen it.
3: Well, not exactly the old routine, Frank.
2: No, life will be considerably different for you in the days to come, Frank. You and Mabel. You
3: said something like that the very first day you were here. You said you'd read a lot about us. But where in the newspapers, Mabel. While John and I were studying up on this time period.
2: In the newspapers? Me and Mabel? To put it bluntly, old man, you are both going to be famous.
3: You're joking. Why should we be famous?
2: Oh, You don't mean the book I'm writing. To to make a little extra money so that when the baby gets here... No, not Uh, your book. Though it will be
3: published. Well, at least that's nice to know. Well, uh,
2: go on, John. Tell us some more about what lies ahead of us. Look, look, I need to make some more money. (laughs) Can't you give me a tip on the stock market? After all, you did read the newspapers. Back then, in the future, you said you read all the
3: newspapers for a hundred years. So you must know whether stocks are going up or down. Well, yes, we do. But we cannot tell you. Really, we cannot. And besides, you will not need any such information. But why not?
2: Because you are going to be famous, both of you. For a little while, Frank is going to be the most famous man in the world.
3: It is true, Frank. Really, it is. (laughs) I do wish you wouldn't be so mysterious. Can't you give us even a little hint as to why he'll be famous? I could give you half a dozen
2: reasons, but I will not. But when it happens, and you remember that we predicted it, then you will know that all this really took place, even though later it will seem... Just like a strange dream. Then I suppose we'll, we'll just have to wait and see, huh? I am afraid so, Frank. And now I think we should all go to bed. Tomorrow is going to be a big day for all of us. We all went to bed. Mabel and I tried to figure out what John and Susie meant. How could two average people like us become famous? Didn't Ada? Uh, So we finally decided they were just kidding us and went to sleep. Well, the next day, we didn't get to talk much. John and Susie were busy. Long before the parade came past, they they got a funny-looking camera out of their suitcases and started setting it up in the front room, looking out on Main Street. But when they finished... We could hear the bands playing in the distance as the parade in honor of Farrington Farnsworth came down our street. Well, here he comes, Susie. Your great, great, many times great-grandfather
3: will be coming past any minute. Yes, I know. I suppose I will be the first person in history to see his great-grandfather eight times removed. Nervous? I am a little, what will happen?
2: I do not know. But we will have to be prepared.
3: I am. I am prepared. Hey, what are you two talking about? Is
2: a parade inside, sight, huh? It is just down the street. Where is Mabel? Oh, she's lying down. Doesn't feel like watching. I'll turn on the radio. We'll get a commentary from the car right behind Farnsworth. I think I can see his car now.
4: Yes, I am sure of it. Well, folks, here we are, halfway to City Auditorium. And so far, at least a half a million people have greeted Mr. Barington Farnsworth from the crowded sidewalks. It's really a triumphal day for him. All public opinion polls predict he'll be swept into the Senate by a landslide. And
2: he was, too. Went on to become dictator. Now his descendants keep the world
4: in slavery. As far ahead as the eye can see, dense mob's line the trees. Victory is in the air. Victory for Farnsworth and his foreign policy. Now we're going to let you listen to the band for a moment.
3: There he is, John. Waving to the crowd. I see him. I have the camera focused. Yes. Turn it on. Yes, John.
4: Yes. Hey. What kind of camera is
2: that? It's bringing a blue light down on Ferns and Farnsworth. Please, Frank,
3: stand back. Cut power to Yes, Don. Well,
2: now the blue light is gone. So what are you two up to? You didn't take any picture of that. Hey, 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 something's happening down there. Yes, Frank. Farnsworth is slumping down this seat.
4: Something's happened. Mr. Farnsworth has just collapsed. The parade has stopped. The crowd seems stunned. Like he may have fainted. My physician is hurrying to his side. They're trying to rouse him. I'll uh, let you know as soon as I can find out just what's wrong. Good Lord. John, did you...
2: Did, did that blue light have anything to do with Farnsworth's collapse just now? Yes, Frank. It caused his collapse. Now, close the window, Susie. Yes,
3: John.
2: Now the radio. Cut it off. We will not need it. Well, John... What... Sorry, Frank. I look here. What's going on? What are you two up to?
3: We have just killed Farrington Farnsworth. You
2: just killed? Yes. Now, we haven't much time. Susie, better pack fast. Of course. We will talk while we pack, Frank. Farnsworth has had a heart attack. In a minute, he will be dead. That blue light caused the heart attack. It is a weapon very popular in 2228. The secret police use it a lot. Good Lord. It's a favorite weapon of Farrington Farnsworth VIII.
3: It helps him keep the slaves quiet. Then you lied to me. Yes, we lied to you. We came back to your time in order to assassinate the first Farrington Farnsworth before he could ever become powerful. We came back to prevent the future from happening. We came back to remove one man to keep the world free. I I don't get it. Think about it, and you will.
2: We are leaders of an underground dedicated to freeing the world of 2228. Our scientists perfected a time machine. We cannot fight the Farnsworth dictatorship in our own time, so we came back to eliminate it in
3: advance. Well, then the future, all those things you told me, will never happen. We hope not. It is what we are trying to prevent. But,
2: but Susie, you, you said you were a direct descendant of Farrington Farnsworth. Now, if he dies without any children, where will that leave you?
3: I am afraid it will not leave me any place, Frank. I just will not ever have existed, that is all. And, John. John, darling. Yes, Susie. Hold me close. I feel so strange and. And far away. I think... Bondsworth... Must be dying.
2: I will hold you, Susie. Oh, Susie. Susie, if... It could only have been different.
3: John, I... I... John. Susie. She... She's gone.
2: She vanished. She just went out. Like a light going out. Yes. Like a light going out. Susie has never been born, Frank. Never existed. Farnsworth is dead. Dead. I, I understand, but, but... But to vanish like, like it had that... It be. It is the price of freedom for the world. The whole future is different. I will go back to a world I may not even know. Now stand back, Frank. I am signaling for them to turn on the time transmitter and pull me back to 2228. Back in my own time, they hear that. They will be activating the apparatus. I'll be gone in a moment, Frank. But what will I tell people? Do not tell them anything. They may lock you up in a sanitarium if you do. Remember, the doctors will say Farnsworth died of a heart attack. There will be no proof he has been murdered. Now, goodbye, Frank. You're getting all misty, transparent. I can see through you. John! John! Goodbye, Frank. Goodbye. Be happy with Mabel. Remember, I predicted you would be famous. Forget about us.
3: Forget about...
2: It's gone. And the trunks. Everything they brought with them is gone. Everything is
4: just gone. Well,
2: that's the story, folks. It happened just this afternoon. John and Susie Dean from the year twenty two, twenty eight assassinated a man who would have become dictator. And I can't prove it. In fact, I wouldn't even have told you this. But Mabel, she felt we had to tell. Just before she went to the hospital, she made me a promise. The uh, the shock of what happened, well, it hurried things up, and we sent for the doctor right away after John vanished. We hurried her off. I'm I'm waiting now for word that everything's all right, and I decided I'd tell you the story while I waited. You see, here. Oh, excuse me. The telephone. It may be the hospital. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, speaking. What's that? A boy? Oh, it's fine. How's my wife? Good, good, good. Uh, tell her I'll, I'll be right over. What? You said it was a boy. Yeah. Well, I don't understand? Oh.
3: Oh, no. Oh, no, it can't be. They said everything's all right, and it's a boy. But, but not just one boy. Six, six boys. Well, I, oh, so that's what John meant.
2: That's what he meant when he said he could give me half a dozen reasons why we were going to be famous.
1: This is the mysterious server again. Did you enjoy our little visit from two people of the future? Oh, there are some questions you'd like to ask me? Well, I'd be glad to answer them just as soon as the program is over. We only have a minute left, you know. Oh, you'll have to get off here. I'm sorry. But I'm sure we'll meet again. I take this same train every week at this same time.
0: रहा है हिंदी सिरमा का सबसे बड़ा ब्लॉकबस्टर तो माकेदार होगा एंटरटेनमेंट जब करन जोहर, आयश्मान खुराना और मनीष पॉल होस्ट करेंगे फिल्म फेयर की शानदार राह Film fair Kim Manchbar Honge, Ranbir Kapoor, Karina Kapoor Khan, Karthik Karyan, Varun Dhawan, Janvi Kapoor, or Sara Ali Khan K electrifying performances. To Hojayat Ayar for Hindi cinema's biggest celebration. Watch the 69th Hyundai Film Fair Awards 2024 with Gujarat tourism on Sunday, 18th February, 9 pm, only on ZT.